If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist. To find out if it's right for you. You're listening to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. I'm your host, Janice Torres, award-winning Latina personal finance expert. I didn't always have my financial shit together, but when I started looking for POC-friendly personal finance podcasts, I couldn't find any. And so Yo Quiero Dinero was born. On this show, I'll show you how to make dinero, how to keep your dinero, and most importantly, how to make it grow. Each week, I'm connecting you with the most brilliant minds in the world of money and business, so you can learn about investing, entrepreneurship, and building wealth. The best part? I'm dishing up all this knowledge with a sassy side of sazón. So if you're ready to be poderosa with your dinero, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. Before we hop into today's conversation, I want to remind you to follow us on social. If you're loving this podcast and you want more community, you want to find out more about our events and all the stuff that we have going on behind the scenes, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and everywhere else you love to hang out on the internet. If you're loving this podcast, please take a moment to leave us a review if you listen to us on Apple. It's the easiest way to share our podcast with people that you know and love, and it helps us get discovered by amazing listeners like you. So take a moment, leave us a review, share us with your friends and family, subscribe so that you never miss an episode, and make sure to check out our blog, YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com, where you can sign up for our email list and you'll never miss an episode. Plus, you get exclusive invitations to our live events, special discounts for our digital courses, and as always, our best personal finance tips and advice to help you be poderosa with your dinero. Thanks for listening. Now, let's get into the episode. Saran, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here to talk about the incredible work that you are doing as co-founder and CEO of Mirsa. But first off, just give us an introduction of who you are and what you do. Thanks so much for having me. So I'm Saran. I am the co-founder and CEO of Mirza. Mirza is a childcare startup really trying to change the game for working parents and make sure that we compensate and value caregiving work. I love that this is a mission of your company because what I have found in talking to a lot of working moms is that they feel like there's just no system to support all of the things that we're told we should be doing as women, right? It's go out there, be a boss babe, get that career, be the working mom who can do it all. But it's like, what structures are actually in place to facilitate that and to not leave women in situations like what we saw with the pandemic, where so many women were having to opt out of work because they came to a head where 
I cannot balance the career and these expectations of motherhood. And it's just impossible. And I feel like it can feel like you are always going an uphill battle. Yeah. And that's precisely it. In America, it feels like there is no social safety net and there is no support. And what we've really run into, the fact that there are still 2 million moms missing from the paid labor force, women have fought so hard to be in the workforce, and we've come so far only to run into childcare as a barrier. So we built Mirza to remove that barrier. And so I'm curious because I've found for a lot of entrepreneurs, their mission starts with a personal experience. Is that the case for you? Like, how did you get involved with wanting to care about this and do something about it? It is a personal experience. I am the immigrant daughter of a single mom. I grew up watching what happened when my mom made that trade-off of my salary versus childcare, and then the ramifications when my dad left us. I didn't recognize growing up how hard it was for my mom. And she went to school at night. She worked during the day. And as a kid, you only really see the toll that it takes on her psyche. And you see and know and feel that mom was a biochemist in China, but now she's trying to get back in the workforce in a completely new area. You don't see just the financial impact. But now as an adult, that's what I get. That financial impact that a study by the Institute for Women's Policy Research, and that found with just one year out of the workforce, women lose 39% of lifetime earnings. So it's the missing social security contributions, the lost retirement, all of that compounds. And it's because that caregiving work falls on us. And so that's a social and societal shift, but it's very realistically making sure people can actually afford the care they need and that's available to them. I had the exact same experience. My mom worked part-time until I was in high school because she could not fathom the idea of working a full-time job when my father was a consultant and he was traveling Monday through Friday. She was basically a single parent for most of the time that we were growing up and she had to sacrifice benefits. She didn't have a 401k until she was in her mid-40s, no paid time off. And now in her early 60s, we're coming to the realization of like what all of those decisions have meant from a financial impact. And it's a very real possibility that me and my sister are going to have to figure out how to financially support her in retirement, right? And it sucks because we shouldn't have to make these decisions. But unfortunately, we live in a country where for some reason, parenthood is penalized, especially if you're a mom. Why do you think that is? Like, what do you think is going on? Because it's such a unique terrible situation that I think we find ourselves in as Americans, where if you go to most other industrialized countries of the world, there's a plan for this. So it really kind of goes back to what work we value. So caregiving years are not counted towards your social security and your retirement because you're not in the paid workforce. And it's because that caregiving work, it's its not considered productive labor. And when it is a paid profession, it's very poorly and underpaid. Caregiving workers earn often less than what you would in a Starbucks. And it's a very intense, really fulfilling and meaningful work. And we discount it. So it's that kind of gendered structure that's very much part of the problem. And the fact that we just simply don't count care in GDP. And so when it's not counted, it's not valued. 
No, that makes so much sense. But can you imagine a world where women or caregivers were not doing this work? Like, what would that do to the economy? I think the only reason why we have a robust economy in this country is because there are so many people who are doing this free labor, primarily people of color and people who are marginalized women. It's just the most basic fundamental needs that we have to operate as a society are not valued. And I think we saw a glimpse of that during the pandemic where all of a sudden people who are making minimum wage were classified as essential workers. And for the first time, we start to understand like, oh, wow, it's really important that we have caregivers for our children and teachers who show up and we can bring our kids there so we can work these jobs. It's a system that we don't appreciate until it's ripped out from under us, I think. So I think another daunting thing that folks tackle when they start thinking about parenthood is childcare costs. Childcare costs are astronomical. And when we think about the alternative of having women primarily giving up their careers in order to fulfill that, because it might just cost them less to give up their career than it would be to pay someone a second mortgage to take care of their children. What do you think can be done about this? Is there a solution? Ultimately, this really comes down to why this is a business issue. So I'd love to just take a step back and break down why childcare is fundamentally broken and actually needs external funds. You often hear this kind of, my salary is entirely going to childcare. That's something that mom says. And so mom takes a step back. That's an artificial ceiling on how much we can pay. And we realistically can't pay more than we earn. But the reason that childcare is expensive is that it's so labor intensive. So to take care of an infant, one teacher can only support four infants. And yet most of our brain development happens under that age of five when kids are in childcare, early childhood education. Above five, the U.S. government spends, I believe, 16K annually per child. And that's why we have public education but it's less than $500 when it's early childhood education. That's why the economics don't work. All of the cost is shoved onto families. And so that falls on the shoulders often of mom when we don't have federally mandated paid leave. Someone needs to take care of the child. And often if mom is the birth parent and recovering, then mom takes that time. And so that just becomes that kind of default. And as a result, because of this wild cost of care that's artificially low, it should be paid more, we have one in five parents who've had to leave their jobs because of childcare. And that's a whole portion of our workforce that's missing. Over 60% of stay-at-home moms or women working part-time actually want to work or work more, but that childcare cost is the barrier. So It's a labor force issue and it's a hiring issue. So for businesses, in order to actually tap into that labor force and be able to keep folks at work and productive and happy, they need care. So this is why it actually makes sense for businesses to be the ones to pay in external money into the childcare system and actually fix what is a very broken market. That was going to be my next question. It's like, why do you think that corporate America hasn't gotten on board with this? They're missing out on so many talented people who literally just cannot afford to work because the cost of childcare and associated costs with parenthoods are just astronomical. Why are they not the ones solving the issue? 
What do you think about that? I would say I would give three reasons for it. So the first is shareholder capitalism has not been the best for <laughs> what is considered the proper way to compensate employees. And then there's ultimately this kind of narrative of the nuclear family. And so we used to have childcare in America. Um, we had a moment during World War II that there was childcare available for everyone so that women could be in the labor force because we needed that. But after men returned from war, we needed those jobs back in a way. So that childcare went away. We had a moment in time and we really lost that. And so there is very much that kind of gender dynamics and nuclear family dynamics. And finally, it's regarded as women's work as a result. So that's a huge part of it. And the having it, childcare and caregiving be viewed as women's work is super pervasive and dangerous because 70% of the top decision makers, the CEOs, are men with quote-unquote traditional stay-at-home partners. So they don't actually need to think about this problem because it's not a problem they face. But it's part of why more and more diverse leadership is so important because we need more folks in decision-making power and decision-making seats who recognize that actually they got there because they have available care. Absolutely. That makes so much sense. I can't help but also think that our politics here in America and just the ideology of the individual is responsible for the decisions that they make and it's nobody else's problem to fix them, right? They demonize anything that looks like quote unquote socialism when we talk about things like universal health care and paid education, paid child care and family leave all gets lumped into that socialist narrative where it's just like, well, that's not my problem. I didn't choose to have kids, so I don't want to pay for your kids. I think the more that we go towards that side of the extreme where we're just like every man, every person for themselves, it makes having this conversation impossible because people just don't understand the collective benefit that this will have as a society for us to take off what is a huge burden to the majority of families in America, to creating wealth, to achieving their own personal aspirations. I mean, there's so many things that this lack of a support system is causing folks to have to give up on, whether that's career or just financial stability, the list goes on and on. So I hope that the tides will shift at some point, but I think it's going to have to be what you said, where we are more accurately represented, not only in the corporate boardrooms, but also in government. And we finally get people who are experiencing the issues and can sympathize with what's going if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store shop phase to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dinero, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dinero now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dinero. We definitely need folks in decision-making seats that actually see the economic impact and see the potential. And that does exist, even just to our north. In Canada, Quebec had, had starting in, I think, 1997, $5 a day childcare. And the impact of that is one of the highest labor force participation rates for women in the world. That's adding billions. It's adding $7 billion annually in GDP for the Quebec economy. So there's a very real reason to be able to support childcare so that women can work. And it pays. It pays off. Yeah. When you hear stuff like that, then folks immediately are like, oh, well, that's why Canadians pay so many taxes. Or that's why the tax rates are so high in Europe. And I don't want to pay those taxes, but you're paying taxes for other things that you just don't even pay attention to until you need them, things like social security, things like unemployment. So like why wouldn't we also want to collectively use our money to solve this like huge societal issue? I guess we got to keep talking about it and we have to find out how folks like you and Mirza are working to like bridge this gap. So tell us more about the platform and what you guys are doing in order to provide solutions where it seems like there are very few that actually exist. Yeah. We have technology that's a full solution for childcare with three key pillars. So the first is a wallet. For the employer, it calculates and delivers childcare subsidies based on employee income and financial needs. And this is a SaaS platform, so we can do this at scale in a super cost-effective way. 
For the employee, our technology really paints a clear picture over time for the cost of time out of the workforce versus taking that subsidy from their employer and staying at work. At the end of the day, if staying home and caregiving yourself is the right decision for your family, we fully support that. We just want to make sure people have that full information so they know, hey, I'm not contributing to Social Security during this time. Make sure I put some money away in an IRA so I have that retirement security. And then finally, we've partnered with childcare providers that employees can use for our network. But of course, folks are more than welcome to use any existing childcare setup because truly, that flexibility matters. A lot of platforms can be limited to their network, but when people find the nanny they love or grandma is caregiver because I want my child to grow up speaking Mandarin, well, everyone deserves that dignity to choose that care. Amazing. So not only are you helping employers provide this benefit to their employees, which will in turn, you would hope, improve retention, improve morale, you make it a great place to work, but you're also giving employees who are utilizing the service access to understanding where they can get things like the child tax care credit or other local state um, credits for child care so that they're basically paying as little as possible. And then is it accurate to say that it's almost also like a marketplace for childcare in the area that folks can shop for? Yep. We do have some marketplaces of partners that we work with. And ultimately, employees are able to choose whatever care they want to use. That's awesome. So how does, first off, an employer actually start working with you to provide this benefit? Like what would the process look like? So we have an intake process with them that we spend some time with the company understanding their employee demographics, financial needs, and then the budget that the employer has. And using that, we build what is a pretty customized program for them based on their workforce for how to best support their employees with that existing budget. And in a way that companies can self-insure for healthcare, we basically help them do that for childcare in a very specific way. We help take those funds that they've budgeted and then set up an account and administer the childcare support on a monthly basis. And then we'll capture all of their reporting and so on to make sure that companies are maximizing the state and federal tax credits they're eligible for. Mm-hmm. Is there a company size, let's say too small, like is small business with a couple of employees too small or is this more for like a big corporation? So we actually, our customer base uh, runs the gamut. We have one of the largest retailers in the States starting with us later next year, but our initial customers are smaller, 60 to 100 plus employee range. It's really helpful for us to be able to build some personal relationships and work with people more one-on-one before we try to bite off something that's much larger. But ultimately, we think that every employee deserves the right to have affordable, reliable care that works for them. So we're really interested in folks that are in services or frontline employees because those are the ones that current players don't really support well. Yeah, absolutely. And so on the flip side, if you're an employee and you find out about Mirza and you want to bring this to your company, you want somebody to know about this, what's a good way to advocate for improving the benefits that your company is offering by potentially working with Mirza? 
Yeah. So there are two ways. The first is directly, you can reach out to us at heymirza.com, M-I-R-Z-A, or reach out to me directly and I'm more than happy to help. I'm Saran, S-I-R-A-N at heymirza.com. So that's one way of doing it. And I would be more than happy to help folks really figure out what is the right way based on that company. The second is the Parents Employee Resource Group, if that's available. So we can work with ERGs to build their business case and help them be the ones who surface this internally, work with the right internal advocates to bring this to decision makers at the business. So that ERG is a really fabulous way to be able to get folks together and show this is actually a much larger need. Yeah, I think that what you are doing is absolutely incredible. And it's kind of wild that it's taken this long for someone to figure out like, hey, there's a problem and we need to do something about it more than just, yes, you need to vote. Yes, you need to advocate. Yes, you need to be involved in making these shifts. But there are also really, really valid business cases for solving this issue. And I really hope that we are living in a time where this is a thing of the past at some point, right? Where this conversation about having to choose between your career and motherhood is not a decision that people have to make. This is an issue we've been tackling since the beginning of time, since work began and since people were having children. We should have figured this out as a society. And so I hope that by this platform existing and the work that you're doing, you will start really shifting the onus on parents, which have just had to have this burden of figuring this out and really making it a business savvy decision for employers. Yes, absolutely. Honestly, I want to build the kind of future that any caregiver can make a living from that work. And that work is compensated for the dignified, valuable work that it is. It's why we are so gung-ho on flexibility. If my child's aunt or grandparent is my child's caregiver, that person should get paid for what is truly valuable work. And so in the future, that's what we're looking to build. Yeah, I've heard the number quantified like a full-time caregiver based on the amount of work that they do should be earning six figures. And I hope that we see that, hope that becomes a real thing because it's such an unsung need that we as a society literally need to function. And I think especially now, when I think about how my parents grew up and my grandparents, it was all very communal. It was all the village raised the children. Now in this world where remote work exists and people live farther away from their families and their support systems that their ancestors had just don't exist anymore. So like understanding that as a society, we need to figure out a different way. And I think that's why people have clung to remote work so much because it feels like that's the only realistic thing for a lot of people that can help them regain that work-life balance. But I don't think that's enough. Trying to take care of a child that's running around in your house while also trying to do the nine to five, like that's not a viable solution. We really need caregiving to be part of the norm of what is the benefits package when you decide to sign on with a company that you want to feel like they actually have a plan for you to be an effective employee. And I feel like childcare must absolutely be a part of that conversation. Yeah. We've definitely talked to folks who say, when we ask, what do you offer in terms of benefits for working parents or working caregivers? And they would tell us flexibility. Flexibility isn't a panacea. Even if you can work from home, if you have a four-year-old running around, 
that's that's not going to cut it. Yeah. <laughs> My last employer had on-campus daycare centers. Now, they were not subsidized. You had to pay whatever the cost was. But there were so many parents who were like, this is why I work here. Because I can literally go and take my lunch hour and go and visit my child who's on campus. And I know that they're safe and I know they're here. And the fact that the company had enough forethought to say, let's put the kids here with the parents so that the parents can not be stressed out about where the children are and they can go and keep an eye on them. And those types of things just make so much sense that it shouldn't be a novelty. This is what we expect from our employers. And you know, I think the more that we talk about this, uh, hopefully we'll start changing hearts and minds and really get folks to start understanding the power of providing a solution for an issue that's been in existence for a long time. So I want to thank you. Thank the folks at Mirsa for really taking the lead on starting to bring really effective solutions to this problem. And for folks that want to find out more about the work that you do, where's the best place for us to find you? So you can uh, reach us at heymirza.com. It's H-E-Y-M-I-R-Z-A. And we're on all of the socials at Mirza says, hey, F-I-R-Z-A, and then says, hey. (laughs) Love it. Saran, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you are ready to take your dinero to the next level, sign up for our free 14-page guide, The Financially Lit Latina, the ultimate blueprint for becoming poderosa with your dinero. This 14-page guide includes our best tips on money mindset, budgeting, debt repayment, career, investing, financial independence, side hustles, and more. And you can get it completely free. So to get your copy of the Financially Lit Latina, just head over to YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash start. That's YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash start and start transforming your dinero story today. Until next time, stay empowered, stay inspired, and stay poderosa.
On the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liability with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions, or misleading or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated content constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.